This is the Empowered Jewish Living Podcast, where we explore the beauty of Judaism, the depth of Jewish wisdom, and how to live a more empowered life. Okay, welcome everybody. We're so grateful that you are here. And I just want to make a couple of thank yous, and then I'm going to let the night take it away. Um, I want to make a very special thank you to our sponsors, um, to Rachel and Seth Berenzweig. Thank you very much for making tonight possible. And to all of our other co-sponsors, thank you very, very much for your support. We are very pleased to announce that a large portion of tonight's proceeds will be donated to help um, displaced families who have been displaced get back onto their feet, and we'll be able to send a very nice amount over to Israel, so thank you very much for your support. I have to tell you that I really, really believe that the fact that we're all sitting here tonight with Roe is nothing short of a miracle. It was something that I had, I had seen Roe's story, small little bits and pieces on the social media platform, and I started thinking how important it is for each and every one of us to be able to hear these stories, for us to be able to open up our ears and our hearts, to be able to hear these stories from survivors. And there were a lot of steps and a lot of pieces to make tonight possible, and slowly but surely, they all fell into place. And I want to say thank you, Hashem. Thank you to the Almighty that we're really all here tonight able to witness Roe's story. A very special shout out to Sydney and iHeart Studios for this incredible venue and for all of the help and devotion and energy really to make tonight possible. The other extremely important component to tonight was that we needed an exceptional translator. And it was not simple to find somebody that I really believed could do an amazing job. And she made room in her schedule and opened up to her, her time and her heart. And a very special thank you to Tamar Epstein for translating tonight's event. <laughs> I think what's also so beautiful, if we look around the room, we really said tonight was going to be a night of unity and of song. And we're very much looking forward. Thank you to all of you for being here. And for now, you are going to be hearing a story. And now, Roe's story is going to be a part of your story. And I think that every one of us, as we leave tonight, really should think about that. How is this part of now my story going to impact me moving forward? How is this going to impact my Jewish identity moving forward? So without further ado, I want to give the mic over to my husband, Shlomo, who will really lead us in a night of song and inspiration. And welcome to Rowie. OK, as Dvara said, it's really beautiful. It's beautiful to see all of you here tonight to join us for this special occasion. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an auspicious time. It's an auspicious time of year. We're coming up on the holiday of Purim. And, you know, the holiday of Purim, I think for, for many people, when you're a kid, it's fun. There's the, the dressing up. There's the, the costumes and 
the gift baskets, the food baskets that they give. But as an adult, we have to start looking at the message, the, the message of the holiday of Purim. And here we had Haman, terrible person, anti-Semite, didn't like, didn't like Jews very much. And he wages his attack. And what happens? Suddenly, the Jewish community is awake. You know, Haman makes an accusation about the Jewish people. He says, they're so not unified. They don't like each other. They're, they're an easy target. And at the end of the Purim story, we're loving each other. The whole concept of sending the food baskets, mishloach manot that we do, is to commemorate that very first Purim when the Jewish people unified. And I know for us, for the last was it, four months now or so, it just seems like our community is awake. It just seems like people are they're open, open to connect with each other in a way that we haven't before. Open, our, our hearts are open to, to receive, to ask why, what does it mean? What does all this mean? What does it mean for the world? What does it mean to be part of the Jewish people? So it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. And uh, you know, for us, as Dvara mentioned, it was really a gift from the Almighty to be able to connect with Roe, to, to you know, even get a hold of him, and certainly to have him here. And uh, the ability to bring everyone together. I, I want this night to never end, because when I am so I'm looking around, and so many of the people here are people that we love, and so many people we don't know that well, and we know that if we knew you better, we'd, we, we'd love you as well. So I don't even know how all of you found out about tonight, but we're so happy that you did. And uh, the goal for tonight is obviously to hear Roey's story, but Roey likes to sing, right, Roey? He likes to sing. Okay, <laughs> we'll find out. But I certainly like to sing. And uh, one of the things that we, that we want to do is sing together, pray together. Song, Jewish song is Jewish prayer. They're the same thing. There's lots of ways to pray. Uh, we can pray from a book. That's one way to pray. And then another way to pray is to sing together. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to open up tonight with some song, with some prayer. And, uh, you know, I... There are some of you over here who come to our Wednesday night. We have a special soul sync every Wednesday night where we meditate together, we sing together, and they know the drill. But I don't like to perform, but I love to sing together. So if you know the songs, everyone is invited to sing together. If not, I'm not performing for you. I'm just facilitating your prayer. Feel free to close your eyes, to go inward. Tonight's hopefully going to be a night of hope. And, uh, and join, and join together. Hashem Ozli Amo Yitain, Hashem Ozli Amo Yitain, Hashem Ozli Amo Yitain, Liamo Yitain. All right, it is a great, great pleasure to hear from Roy. He has inspired thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the last three months. And it is a great pleasure to hear his story and to call up our translator, Tamar, to share with us, give us a little bit of a, of a window so we can all understand, even if you don't speak Hebrew. Hello and blessings to everyone. Good evening. This is Roya Saraf. And it's very nice to meet you all. I'll tell you a little bit about myself before the 7th of October. 
He's going to tell us a little bit about himself from before the 7th of October, so we can... אני התחתנתי עם אשתי לפני חמש שנים. I married my wife years ago. יש לנו שתי ילדות מקסימות, מיאל ומיה. We have two amazing daughters, מיאל ומיה. ואני מעצב שיער, 15 שנה. And he is a, a hair designer, like a hair... מן ומומן. ואני נורא אוהב אומנות. כל הגוף שלי גם מקועקע. ולפני ארבע שנים שהתחילה הקורונה בארץ, אז לאשתי היא הייתה אחרי הלידות, והיה לה קשה לצאת מהבית. ואני תמיד הייתי, כל החיים שלי הולך למסיבות, וכל החיים שלי בעצם זה מסיבה אחת גדולה. I would always go to parties all over the place. My entire life was just like one big party. Yeah. And when October 7th came, they made the Nova Festival in Reim, which is the city where, where it was. הוא אחד מהמפיקים, אלקנה בוחבוט, הוא חטוף בעזה. ויום לפני המסיבה, שהוא בא להסתפר, פעם בשבוע הוא בא להסתפר, אז יום לפני המסיבה, הוא שם לי שתי כרטיסים למסיבה, מתנה. ושאלתי את אשתי אם היא רוצה שאני אלך לאחר הרבה זמן שהיא לא יצאה מהבית. I asked my wife if she wanted to go after so long, not going out of the house, if she wanted to come. And she said, yeah, we could go for a few hours, and then we'll return home. The party started on Friday at 12 o'clock at night. אנחנו שמנו שעון מעורר לשעה שתיים לפנות בוקר, והשעון לא צלצל. Morning, וקמנו בשעה חמש, והגענו למסיבה בשעה שש בבוקר ביום שבת. אספתי איתי עוד שתי חברים, נתנאל ואשר. I uh, picked up two other friends, Netanel and Asher. 
וכשהגעתי לחנייה, אז המאבטח אמר לי שאני צריך להחנות את האוטו בסוף החנייה. And when I got there, the security person told me I had to park my car at the very, very end of the parking lot. Because there were already 2,000 cars parked there. And when I went into the parking, I parked my car between two different vehicles. ונתנאל, חבר שלי, שהוא פתח את הדלת, אז הוא ראה ליד הרגל שלו קרטון של חלב. Nathanel, door, foot, הוא אמר לי, רועי, אני לוקח את הקרטון חלב, ואני שם אותו על האנטנה של האוטו. כשנצא מהמסיבה, נזהה את האוטו. So of the car, so that when we come out of the party, we'll be able to recognize our car. And apparently that was the first sign. And we laughed about it, because this isn't a normal thing that, we, that you do in general, is put a milk carton on your car. היה שם יום שישי בלילה. And we proceeded on to the party. Idan, my brother, had been there from the night before. שלחתי לו הודעה שהגענו, שיבוא לבר, נעשה כוס לחיים, ונתחיל את המסיבה. So I sent him a message that we'll go to the bar, we'll have a lechaim, a, a glass together, and then we'll start. ובנובה היה שתי רחבות ריקודים. אחת של הנובה, ועוד רחבה בשם משרום. אוקיי, okay, at the Nova Festival, there were two spaces for dancing. One was for the Nova, and one was something called Mushroom. משרום זה הפקה של חברים טובים שלי, שעושים מסיבות כבר המון שנים בארץ ישראל. So Mushroom is a production that very good friends of his have put on for many years already in Israel. ו... אמרתי לה, אני מתקדם לרחבה של המשרום. היא רצתה להוריד את הג'קט שלה ולשים אצל עידן במקום. So I told her, I'm thinking it's your wife, yeah? yeah? I told her that I want to go to the mushroom section, and she said, well, I want to take off my jacket first, and then we can go to that section. והמשרום זה... מיכאל ואושר וקנין, זיכרונם לברכה, אלקנה בוחבוט ואליה כהן, שהם חטופים בעזה. הם המייסדים של ההפקה של המשרום. Okay. Elkanah Bukhbut and Elia Cohen are, are both right now still hostages in Gaza. And when she saw the jacket, she came to me. And I always love to stand in front of all 
So when she came back from dropping off her jacket, he likes to stand in the back because he likes to photograph or, or film, I should say, film everything and, and be able to actually document everything that's going on. And at 6.28 precisely, he took out his camera to film, and he was filming, and all of a sudden he saw that there were two big black clouds in the distance there. And when he did a zoom with the camera, he saw that things were getting closer and closer to them, and it was missiles that were coming closer and closer to them. The music continued so the music kept going for another 50 seconds or so, and only at that point did a security uh, worker get up and declare uh, that there was a tseva adom. Tseva adom means a red color, color red, which means it's a warning that people need to go into uh, into a safe place. He said everyone needs to evacuate, and anyone who can't evacuate needs to lie down on the ground with both hands on their head. And when I saw that, I so usually, uh, when he hears when when he hears something like this, he his general tendency is to go and help all of his friends. But there was something about this situation that made him feel he needed to escape from there immediately, and that he needed to get out of there. The two flashes went through his head of his two daughters, and he told his wife that they, she needed to keep eye contact with him at all times and that they were going to run to the car. And while, while we're running to the car, there's huge numbers of people all running with us, and there are missiles the whole time. And when we got to the end of the parking, she remembered she forgot her jacket. And I said to her, what do you need the jacket for? There's missiles above our heads. But the jacket was actually a big sign because 
when they went back to get the jacket, that's actually when they opened the emergency exit for people to get out of the parking. So when they were trying to get out of the parking, he took out his phone again and he did a selfie of him and his wife and he said, this might be our last film. Because I thought if a missile fell, that there should be some memory for our daughters. She said, don't talk nonsense. God is with us. He's going to protect us. And I put my phone in, the po- in my pocket. While I was running through two different cars, and she was also running through two different cars, I saw somebody sleeping inside his car. And I, I, something caused me to stop, and I went back, and I woke him up, and I took him by the shirt, and I said, Sadiq, which means righteous one, that's a little bit of slang. Uh, it's, you got to get up, there's missiles, there's missiles, we got to go. When I got to the car, I asked my wife to call Netanel and Asher and tell them to meet us at the car so that we could get out. I put the car a little bit on the side and I waited to see if they would come. And then when, when they came, I told them, He stopped the car. He said, come quickly, that they should get into the car. And just at that moment, while I was standing on the side, there became a line or kind of a traffic jam of six cars that were waiting to get onto the street. My wife put Waze on uh, GPS to, to Jerusalem and it told us to take a left turn. And there was a poli- there were police blocking the road, and they said, "You can't take a left. You're going to have to go right because we're we're blocking off the road." When we started to turn right, I always have 
the prayer for the traveler in my glove compartment and my wife started to read it. וכשהיא סיימה לקרוא את תפילת הדרך, כל החמישה מכוניות שהיו מלפניי פשוט עשו פרסה וחזרו למסיבה. הווייז תמיד אמר להתפרסס, אז כנראה שזה מה שהם עשו. The ways, after all, did tell him also to take a U-turn, so apparently that's what they were doing. And when I was watching, I was wondering what they were doing. I'm looking at them, and... There was something in my mind that said to me, just go straight, just go straight, do not turn around. And I listened to those internal voices within me. It was on Route 232, which is now called the Road of Blood. כשהמשכתי בנסיעה, לאחר 500-600 מטר, אשתי מסתכלת מהחלון מצד ימין, מהשטח, והיא רואה שתי ג'יפים באים לכיווננו. והיא מסתכלת והיא אומרת לי, היא אומרת לי, הנה חיילים. She looks and she says to me, oh, here, there's, there's soldiers. And when I looked, all I saw were 20 terrorists with their ribbons across their foreheads standing there. And Netanel, who was sitting behind me, He said, it's terrorists. Go fast, go, go, go fast. And when they got close, and they directed their guns right at us, I just took my wife's head and I put it down below the glove compartment. והורדתי לעצמי את הראש, ולא ראיתי לאן אני נוסע. והם פשוט ירו, וכל הכדורים פשוט. וכשחלפתי אותם, הרמתי את הראש, בדקתי שאשתי קודם כל בסדר. וראיתי מהמראה שהם נוסעים שמאלה לכיוון המסיבה. והדבר הראשון שעלה לי בראש זה אח שלי עידן, שהוא נשאר שמה. אמרתי לו, הוא היה על הרמקול. אמרתי לו, עידן, מחבלים עכשיו ריססו אותנו, תברח משם. הוא אמר לי, רועי, אני לא יכול לצאת מפה, 
איבדתי את המפתחות של האוטו. ואני בתור אח שלו הגדול, ידעתי שאם אני מתפרסס להביא אותו, אז אני לא אראה את הילדות שלי שוב, שוב פעם. Brother, him, הנסיעה הייתה נורא קשה, הרבה טילים, הרבה פיצוצים. ולאחר שתי קילומטר של נסיעה, היה מצד ימין בסיס אורים, בסיס צה"ל. Travel, אורים. אורים. ואשר אומר לי, רוי, כנס, כנס לבסיס, מה יותר בטוח מצה"ל? Go, go into the base. What could be more safe than the IDF? And here too, I listened to my internal voice that told me to just keep going. And when I passed, they were just standing there. And they were dressed up as our soldiers. And when I passed them, my foot just floored on the gas, and I, I couldn't actually stop. My, the, the car couldn't stop my foot from the gas. נעל את עצמו. My body was just in total shock and it just locked itself completely. ועידן, אחי, כל הדרך אנחנו איתו בטלפון. ושומעים צעקות ויריות. והוא היה שם שש שעות בתוך הטבח הנוראי הזה. And he was there for six hours in this terrible massacre. And thank God he was saved. After hours of him hiding in the bushes, he was with another six people. He saw a car just in the area driving. והוא פשוט צעק, שמע ישראל, ויצא. הוא לא ידע אם זה ערבי או יהודי. וכשהוא ראה שהוא יהודי, הוא צעק לו לבוא, וכל השישה נכנסו באוטו וניצלו. ואני הייתי צריך למלות דלק באוטו. הגעתי לבאר שבע. Gas, so שבע. ולידינו היה ירוט, לא טיל, היה ירוט שנפל בבית. 
והבית עלה באש. והיה הדף חזק מאוד. ורק בשעה 11 בבוקר הגעתי לירושלים. שזה היה כמעט שלוש וחצי שעות של נסיעה מאוד מאוד קשה. שכל מי שנוסע לידך או מלפנים, פשוט לא יודעים אם זה יהודי או מחבל. וכשהגעתי לבית לחבק את הילדות, אז נכנסנו כל כך מבוהלים ובבכי. And when we came in to hug our daughters, we came in so scared and crying. כשבאתי לחבק את מיאל, היא פשוט שמה לי את הידיים שלה, כי היא נבהלה מאיך שאני נראה, מהרעידות. When I came to hug my daughter מיאל, she put her hand and pushed me away because she was scared at, at, at how scared I looked and I was shaking. ובעצם בשעה 12 נכנסתי לטלגרם של החמאס. נכנסתי לקבוצה שלהם, ושם בעצם ראיתי את הסרטון שאלקנה ואליה חטופים בעזה. ובאותו הרגע פשוט הטלפון נפל לי מהיד, וכמעט התעלפתי, ההורים שלי הושיבו אותי על הספה. And at that moment, my phone fell down from my hand. I almost fainted. My parents put me down to sit on the sofa. And as the days passed, we received more and more news about friends who were murdered. I had 13 friends murdered. הייתי בשישה לוויות. ואחרי זה לא יכלתי להמשיך. ובארבעה ימים הראשונים זה היה נורא קשה, בלי שינה, בלי אוכל, בלי שתייה. ורק בודק שהדלת כל הזמן סגורה, והילדות בחדר בסדר, ופשוט נסתובב בבית. Sure locked, okay. ואז אמרתי לאשתי, בואי נרשום בטלפון את כל מה שעברנו. ואז כשראינו שהשעון מעורר לא צלצל בשעה שתיים בבוקר, וראינו את הקרטון חלב, וראינו וחיברנו את כל הסימנים, אז מיד הסתכלנו אחת על השנייה בעיניים, וקיבלנו על עצמנו שמירת שבת, ברוך השם. כבר ארבעה חודשים, אנחנו שומרים שבת. 
And we looked each other in the eye, and immediately we decided that we were going to take on keeping Shabbat. And we've been keeping Shabbat, thank God, for about four months now. My uh, hair design shop, um, mine and Idan's hair design shop, is in Tel Aviv. And since the 7th of October, we haven't reopened and we didn't return to our routines. Because for that first month and a half, we were only at funerals and going to comfort people. And then I told my wife, I don't just want our miracle to be publicized in Israel. I want it to be publicized in the entire world. And so it was publicized in Israel as well, but God heard me, and we've been here for three months, and go speaking all over the world. And every time I speak about it, on one hand it strengthens me, on the other hand it brings it all up again. When I got here to the United States, I was only supposed to be here for two weeks. But then they made a film, uh, and the film was actually publicized in all of the other states. After a month, I told my wife to come with the girls because I missed her so much and it became so so intense for me that I needed them to come. I've also never left them for a time period this long. And since the 7th of October, my older daughter, Miel, she keeps saying, don't leave me, don't go to work, stay here. And I thought when they came, I would be with them all the time, but I find myself flying to different places every week. But I see how much it strengthens people, this miracle for everyone. <laughs> And 
my wife and I decided we're going to put out a book about the 7th, it's called the 7th of October. It's to strengthen people. And to raise the souls of all those who were killed. There's a concept called ilui nishama, which means when you do certain deeds or when you do certain things, it raises the soul up higher in heaven. So that's why they're doing the book. And we collected 80 stories of friends, 80 stories of miracles of friends who were saved from there. It was really difficult to do it, but we did it. Because every person had to record on a text everything that they went through. And not everyone is able to share their miracle, but hopefully the book will be in Hebrew and English. הבטחנו לעצמנו בעזרת השם שכל החטופים יחזרו ולקנה ואליה חברים שלנו אז רק אז אנחנו נוציא את הספר. ובמהלך ארבעה חודשים האלה שהחיים שלי פשוט התהפכו וקיבלתי את החיים במתנה during this process of the four months where my life was just turned upside down, but I received my life back as a gift. During one of the Shabbats, I went just to be alone with God. And I asked him, why and I spoke to him, and I asked him, why me? Why specifically me? And I understood that every single one of us has a mission in life. And my whole life, I built an image for myself that I'm tattooed, that I'm a hair designer, that I'm a party goer, a partier. And because of everything that we went through, I promised God that Oh, that that's the last time I'm doing a tattoo. <laughs> he says, there's not a lot of room left, <laughs> but... Always when I would go to parties and to clubs, there was actually nowhere to put the... What do we call that in English, everybody? Yeah. The stamp. There was nowhere for them to stamp. <laughs> 
רק המקום הזה, הוא היה תמיד ריק, החלל הזה. ופה היו שמים לי תמיד החותמת. אז הבטחתי לקדוש ברוך הוא שאני עושה את החותמת האחרונה, שזה של הנובה, השבעה באוקטובר. So he, he said this was usually the one empty space, but he promised God he's doing one last tattoo, and it's a tattoo of the Nova that says October 7th. With a broken heart. It was actually that day that we received life as a gift. It's a memory that's never going to go out of my head and also not off of my body, apparently. And after five weeks of keeping Shabbat, there was some internal feeling inside me that I wanted to go to the I used to go once a year on Yom Kippur, on the Day of Atonement. And that day, I got dressed, I was said to everybody, Shabbat Shalom, and then I was going down to go to the synagogue. וראיתי את כל האנשים פשוט הולכים לבית הכנסת, נעצרתי וחזרתי חזרה לבית. והיא אמרה לי, מה קרה? למה חזרת? אמרתי לה שאני מרגיש שאני עדיין לא מסוגל, אבל בשבילי לחשוב על זה. זה היה כבר צעד ראשון. I said, I'm not able to yet, but still just the thought of it, that was the first step. כי שבוע אחרי עשיתי את אותו פעולה, ונכנסתי לבית הכנסת, ומאז אני, ברוך השם, כל שישי בבית הכנסת. He said, because that next week, he did the same activity, he left, he actually made it into the synagogue, and he's been going every Friday night ever since. זה כל כך חשוב באמת לעשות את הכל בצעדים נורא נורא קטנים, כי אם נעלה ממדרגה אחת לעשר, אנחנו ניפול. So steps, ten, אז uh, בשבילי זה היה צעד ראשון, וכמו כל דבר בחיים, אנחנו צריכים לעשות את הכל לאט לאט ולא למהר. So for him, this was the first step. And just like everything else in life, we have to take one step at, at a time. We, don't, we shouldn't rush. He said, it's the same thing with the soul. He saw something that says that if you're in a car and you go a certain number of kilometers and you don't f- fill the car with gas, what's going to happen to the car? 
אז אותו דבר הנשמה שלנו, אם אנחנו נמלא אותה בשיעורי תורה ובאמונה, ונחזק את עצמנו כל פעם מחדש, ככה הנשמה שלנו יותר תגדל, ויהיה לנו יותר אמונה להאמין בקדוש ברוך הוא. So he said, if you do this to a car, it's going to stall, and then it's going to turn off. And the same thing is true that we, we, we need to do learning. We have to learn Torah. We have to, um, we have to take, do the... To be, to be strengthened in the religion with learning more Torah, learning always more about... כן. ואני ביום חמישי, אנחנו חוזרים לארץ, לאחר שלושה חודשים שאנחנו פה. Uh, on Thursday they're going back to Israel after these months that they've been here. אבל uh, אני חוזר ב-25 למרץ לעוד הרצאות. But he's returning לעוד אירועים. On the 25th of March. For more, פשוט, to give more talks. Just his parents from his family, they, they miss him. And Everything that happened at the Nova, really everything that happened October 7th, it means that God wanted us to open our eyes. We now see all the unity that there is for the nation of Israel. We need to keep that going even when everything ends. He said somehow he thinks that the Nova party actually saved the state of Israel. Because they actually had a plan to come in And to go in a bunch of different places. And there actually were 3,000 terrorists who came in to massacre and loot and do all kinds of horrific things. We have to understand that if the Nova Festival hadn't been there and each terrorist had killed 10 people, we would have reached 30,000 dead Israelis. 
So really, it was the party that actually got them stuck in that one place because they were going after the people at the party. וקדוש ברוך הוא פשוט גזר עלינו גזרה שאנחנו צריכים להאמין באמונה שלמה שכל מה שיורד מהשמיים זה מאת השם ואין דבר רע שהוא יכול לעשות. And God decreed that we need to remember that everything that happens, it comes from God and we, we need to learn from everything that happens. We need to... Everything that comes from, the, from heaven, there's, it's, it's always for good in the end. We need to understand that. As hard as it is, as painful it is, as it is, it's for our own good in the end. And if everyone continues in their faith to take on one new thing in, and upon themselves, It will cause us and everyone really to believe and to become stronger. אני באופן אישי, אני מהשבעה באוקטובר, כל יום שישי שאנחנו עושים קידוש, אני שם עוד צלחת לאלקנה ולאליה, ופשוט אם כל אחד יעשה עוד משהו קטן בשביל חטוף או חטופה, זה יחזק אותנו וזה יחזק גם אותם. Every Friday night when we make Kiddush, the blessing over the wine, I put an extra plate for Elkanah and Eliyah. And if everybody takes on one small thing that they do for a hostage. Please God, the Messiah will come and redeem us. And I want to thank you all and I want to say thank you. I bless you all and I'm, I want to say thank you so much for, for bringing me here. God willing, we'll all make full atonement and that we will always be united. Because that's what God wants. He wants all his children to be together. Thank you so much. God willing, we'll all be victorious together. Okay, if you can be seated, I hope that uh, everyone has just a little more time and you don't have to leave yet. Maybe just give us another couple of minutes and I think we're all... Feeling so much emotion right now, if we can take all of that emotion and maybe put it into, uh, into a prayer. And then I asked Roy before if I can ask him just a few follow-up questions. So um, maybe we can just sing a song together for just a moment. And then, Roy, maybe I can ask you a few things, maybe just to share a little bit more with us. The words over here, again, words that in synagogues all across the world we've been praying since October 7th, Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. All of our brothers, all the Jewish people, Omdim Batsaro Bashivya, for standing in any sort of pain or captivity, 
God should have compassion on First of all, that was absolutely, it was heartbreaking, it was beautiful, it was, it was sad, it was uplifting, it was inspirational. I think everyone here, I think we're all feeling so, so many different emotions. And uh, I'm speaking in English, so I, they understand it. And then <laughs> you'll jump in whenever it seems like uh, is the right time. I, I wonder... You know, a lot of the people sitting here are, are, are close friends, close friends of ours, and, and I don't know everyone. And I, I wonder what, what you're all feeling. I wonder what's going through your hearts. I wonder what's going through your minds. Uh, we don't want to open up the floor for questions just to, you know, keep it contained, but, but I, I wish I knew the questions that were on your mind. But I do know that the people that are in the crowd are from all sorts of different uh, backgrounds. Religious and, and, and not religious. And when, when you opened up, you, you shared about your tattoos. You shared that you were a party person. Um, and yet, um, once things started going down, and once you, you, you heard the rockets and you started fearing for your daughter, immediately your wife said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God's going to watch over our, our children. Sorry, I always had that internal voice inside of me. And I, I did learn Torah earlier on. But I was always scared of religion. I always had this fear in me. Not, not to leave all the tattoos, the parties, all the people. And but the moment that you look death in the eye and you, you feel God. Everything is dwarfed. No, nothing is something to be taken for granted. All it would take is 10 more seconds for us to get out of the parking or not going back to get the jacket and we would have met the terrorists face to face. And he said, when I got home and I got to see my two daughters, I understood that the rest of my life, 
I was going to dedicate to God. אני גם לא הייתי מסופק משום דבר בחיים. תמיד הייתי הולך ועושה עוד קעקוע ועוד מסיבה, והייתי כולי פירסינגים. וכששמרנו פעם ראשונה שבת, אני ואשתי, אז אני לא אשכח, פשוט במוצאי שבת הושבתי אותה לידי ואמרתי לה שאני מרגיש שמשהו פה נסתם, פשוט משהו מילא אותי פה. They kept together. He sat his wife down and he said, "For the first time, I feel that something is complete inside me." אז תמיד היה לי בעיות. כל החיים היה לי בעיות, אם זה עם כספים ומשטרה וחובות. So, he always had some kind of problems. So, when he asked God, why did you choose me? And he thought about, went down and he said, I've always had these problems, I've had problems with money, I've had all kinds of issues. וכשהבנתי את ראשי תיבות של בעיה, הבנתי שאין דבר כזה באמת בעיה. He said when I understood the word בעיה in Hebrew means problem. And he said it's actually an acronym. כי בעיה מורכבת מארבע אותיות, שזה ב', ע', י', ה'. The word בעיה in Hebrew, it's made up of four letters. ב', ע', י', ה'. והאמונה שלי התחזקה. שהבנתי שבורא עולם יפתור הכל. I'll just say what it means. I gave you the letters. Um, so he says that the four letters stand for the creator of the world will solve it all. So there is no, nothing that is actually, the, the idea of a problem doesn't exist because the creator of the world will solve it all. That's actually the same word for problem is what that means. Um. פשוט באותו יום אמרתי לו שאני פשוט לוקח את כל התיק שלי שסחפתי כל החיים ואני משליך אותו עליו ואני, האמונה שלי פשוט נהייתה איתו ממש חזקה. בסופו של דבר צריכים להבין משהו אחד. יש לנו בטלפון GPS, אבל ה-GPS האמיתי זה הקדוש ברוך הוא. He said, we all have on our phone a GPS, but the true GPS is actually God. הכל זה הוא, הכל הוא מנתב לכל אחת ולכל אחד מאיתנו. ואם בניתי לעצמי את הדמות הזאת בשביל להגיע 
ליום הזה, וזה השליחות שלי, אז אני מודה לקדוש ברוך הוא על כל רגע ורגע. So he says, everybody has a path that's charted for him. And if I went through all of this just to get to this place, then this is what God wanted for me. And, I mean, I know that because of your past and because of, of, of everything that, that, that you stand for and, and where you've been and where you're going, certainly you'll be able to relate to so many people, so many young people who... I don't know that anyone else will be able to relate to, but because you, you came from that world and, 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 and everything that you represent, I think you'll be able to... I lived my life and I festival והיום אני באמת מבין מה זה פסטיבל אמיתי. So I want to hear more about that. What does the true festival look like? Envision it, paint it, right? All of the joy. You had such powerful, incredible experiences at these festivals. And now, what, what does the festival Amiti look like? Everything starts in a small way. So we said, you have to take really one small step at a time. He also went to his rabbi and he said, what keeps Shabbat? What do I start with? How do I do it? So he said, just to start with, maybe don't switch on the light switch on and off. And if you smoke a full pack of cigarettes, maybe go for half. <laughs> Start one step at a time, gradually, don't rush it. That's how it is with the girls. You can't turn off the TV for... And he said, after a few Shabbats that they were keeping, he said, why don't we turn off the TV before Shabbat and see if they actually say anything. And thank God the TV is off every Friday. That might work for everybody. Sorry, He said, you have to take it very slowly, one small step at a time, and even if you make a mistake, that's okay. He came from a whole different world. Really, you, you've been... We've seen on your on your social media, on your Instagram, you've been going from community to community. And uh, you've been meeting with lots of people who uh, 
look a lot more religious than I do. And I've seen you dancing with them and, 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 and hugging them. And um, I know for some of our audience, you know, there's, you know, besides for, you know, maybe the few of us here and maybe the crazy, you know, Haredi cousin. It doesn't matter what people wear. What they it doesn't matter if you're wearing black and white or he's wearing blue and green. Every Jew, every Jew has a soul and you have to unpeel it one layer at a time. Because everybody has that Jewish soul. This, I guess you guys all got that. He said he's been at a lot of events all over the world, and this specific event, he feels the warmth, and he thanks you. He thinks you're all amazing. All right, so maybe we can end off. You'll give a blessing to our beautiful, beautiful audience over here. And they are, in fact, you, you noticed correct, it is a wonderful, wonderful community and wonderful friends that we have. So maybe you can end off and give us all a, a, a blessing and then we'll end, uh, we'll end with a song. להסתכל אחד על השני בצורה נכונה ולהבין באמת שכולנו זה אחד ואני מברך אתכם ובעזרת השם שכל החטופים יחזרו ושקדוש ברוך הוא ישמור על כל חיילי צבא הגנה לישראל אז אני מברך אתכם בעזרת השם בזה ו... שיהיה לנו נחת ושלווה בחיים, ושנתראה כולנו במדינת ישראל בעזרת השם. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast and you can always go to rabbishlomo.com for more great content and resources and to connect directly with me.